0: and below that socrates and glaucon and now i said and this is socrates speaking let me show in a figure how far our nature is enlightened or unenlightened behold human beings living in an underground den which is a mouth open towards the light and reaching all along the den here they have been from their childhood and have their legs and necks chained so they cannot move and can only see before them being prevented by the chains from turning around their heads Above and behind them a fire is blazing at a distance, and between the fire and the prisoners there is a raised way, and you will see, if you look, a low wall built along the way, like the screen which marionette players have in front of them over which they present puppets. I see, says Glacon, and do you see, I said, men passing along the wall, carrying all sorts of vessels and artifacts— and statues and figures of animals made of wood and stone and various materials which appear over the wall. Some of them are talking and others are silent. You've shown me in a strange image, and they are strange prisoners. Like ourselves, Socrates replied, and they see only their own shadows or the shadows of one another, which the fire throws on the opposite wall of the cave. True, Glaucon said, How could they see anything but the shadows if they were never allowed to move their heads? And of the objects that are being carried in like manner, they would only see the shadows? Yes, he said. And if they were able to converse with one another, would they not suppose that they were naming what was actually before them? Quite true. And suppose further that the prison had an echo which came from the other side. Would they not be sure to fancy when one of the passerby spoke that the voice which they heard came from the passing shadow? No question, Glaucon replied. To them, Socrates said, the truth would be literally nothing but the shadows of the images. That is certain. And now look again and see what will naturally follow if the prisoners are released and disabused of their error. At first, when any of them is liberated and compelled suddenly to stand up and turn his neck around and walk and look towards the light, he will suffer sharp pains. The glare will distress him and he will be unable to see the realities of which in his former state he had seen the shadows. And when conceiving someone saying to him that what he saw before was an illusion but that now, when he is approaching nearer to being, and his eye is turned towards more real existence, he has a clearer vision. What will be his reply, says Socrates? And you may further imagine that his instructor is pointing to the objects as they pass, requiring him to name them. Will he not be perplexed? Will he not fancy that the shadows which he formerly saw are truer than the objects which are now shown to him? Far truer, says Glaucon. And if he is compelled to look straight at the light, will he not have a pain in his eyes which will make him turn away to take refuge in the objects of vision which he can see, in which he will conceive to be in reality clearer than the things which are now being shown to him? Quite true, he said. And suppose once more that he is reluctantly dragged up a steep and rugged ascent and held fast until he is forced into the presence of the sun itself. Is he not likely to be pained and irritated? When he approaches the light, his eyes will be dazzled and he will not be able to see anything at all of what are now called realities. Not at all in the moment, Glaucon said. He will require to grow accustomed to the sight of the upper world and first he will see the shadows best, next the reflections of men, and other objects in the water, and finally the objects themselves. Then he will gaze upon the light of the moon and the stars and the spangled heaven, and he will see the sky and the stars by night better than the sun or light of the sun by day. Certainly, said Glaucon. Last of all, he will be able to see the sun, not merely the reflection of him in the water, but he will see him in his own proper place and not in another, and he will contemplate him as he is. Certainly, He will then proceed to argue that this is he who gives the season and the years and is the guardian of all that is in the visible world, in a certain way the cause of all things which he and his fellows have been accustomed to behold. Clearly, Glaucon said, he would first see the sun and then reason about him. And when he remembered his old habitation and the wisdom of the den and his fellow prisoners, do you not suppose that he would felicitate himself on the change and pity him? Certainly he would.